When oneself arises, all arises. When oneself becomes calm, all becomes calm. Bhagwan Sri Ramana Maharshi Welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. I'm a psychotherapist, transformational life coach, author, educator, and shamanic practitioner. This podcast is about the self, what it means to us, what the voices in our head are telling us, and how to reacquaint ourselves with our highest self, or our true self, in order to live the most fulfilling life we can, not only for ourselves, but for the world around us. In the last episode, we talked about becoming our highest self, or our true self. I also mentioned that our highest self, or true self, is based on our connection to Source, or God, or Godhead, or Great Spirit, Great Mystery, whatever it is that you choose to call it. Now, I know that may sound a bit odd that our highest self is connected to Source. Yeah, so maybe it's a bit woo-woo for some of you. I don't blame you. I get it. So the first thing I'm going to do is show you that it's actually science. It is spirit as well, and we're definitely going to talk about that. But first, let's get to the left brain stuff, the science stuff. And that is quantum physics, the physics of interconnectedness. So back in 1993, Robert Gilman wrote this piece called The Next Great Turning. And in it, he talks about this connectedness and the laws of physics. And one of the things that he points out is that the laws of physics are universal. They're not based in specific culture, so therefore they apply to all of us, right? And he goes on to describe the particle wave metaphor. So particles are hard and fixed in space and time. Waves, like sound, for example, spread through space and time. They blend together. They're a little more loosey-goosey. So the building blocks of the physical world, atoms, electrons, protons, light, all this, sometimes they act like particles, and sometimes they act like waves. Now, in 1964, John Bell's theorem in quantum physics stated that two particles that came from a single source, electrons from an energetic collision of some sort, will later behave as though they have an ongoing and non-local connection. And they, they measured this connection by some property of each particle, like the, the spin of, of each electron. So when we think about all matter coming from a single source, you know, this energetic collision, uh, which we may say is the Big Bang, that's an energetic collision, to be sure, uh, on a quantum level then, all of the physical world is inseparable. And maybe some of you science people already know this, so... Um, so when I say that we come from, our, our highest, truest self comes from this energetic collision, from this great source, it also means that everything else around us is connected to us because we were all born of the same energetic collision. So that's the science aspect of it, right? So that we know we are connected. No matter how separate we become, we still interact with each other, according to John Bell's theorem. So now let's go over to the spiritual side. And I have to make a disclaimer. When I say God, which I will be quite a bit in a little while, I am referring to the great mystery or great spirit or whatever higher power or force, you know, in, in shamanic practice, we call it great spirit. 
So God may be referred to as the Christian God or even a Hindu God or gods or whatever it is. But what I really mean is great spirit, great mystery, Godhead, the universe creation. You use whatever term fits for you and that's good. So bridging science and spirituality. We come from creation and we carry that spark of creation within us. We are constantly communicating non-locally with all around us. So let's go ahead and go to religion and we'll look at, at the Bible and we'll look at Exodus 3.13 and 3.14. So Moses says to God, okay, suppose I go to the Israelites and I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. That's how we refer to ourselves, too. I am this. I am that, right? It's very interesting, but let's move on. So moving farther ahead, we look at Luke 17, 21. And Jesus was asked when the kingdom of God would appear. And he said, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So let's recap for a second. So God says his name is I am. And where is the kingdom of God? Within you. When you refer to yourself saying, I am, you are saying the name of God whose divinity lives within you. And uh, the late Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say, be careful how you use I am. So when you, when you speak disparagingly of yourself, I am such a jerk, what you're doing is you're, you're using God's name in vain <laughs> and referring to yourself. So and that's a reference to your inner voice and as well as your outer voice, which we'll be talking a lot more throughout the podcast series. But um, we will be talking about that inner voice, that, um, that voice that tells you what you are or what you're not. But let's get back to our inner connection to self and its divine source. So let's fast forward a wee bit in time into the first century with St. Augustine, one of the most profound intellectual thinkers, philosophers of our time. A few questionable ideas about sexuality, but we won't um, split hairs here. Uh, he did have something really wonderful to say in his book of Confessions, book 7, chapter 10. This is a quote from that. I entered into the innermost part of myself. I entered and saw with my soul's eye, such as it was, an unchangeable light shining above this eye of my soul and above my mind. He who knows truth knows that light, and he who knows that light knows eternity. Love knows it. O oh, eternal truth and true love and beloved eternity. So once he went into his innermost part of himself, he saw love. He saw beloved eternity, eternal truth. Someone who knows that, someone who knows that light knows eternity. So this idea of turning inward to the self and, and clearing and clearing until you can reach that voice of love, that eternity. So we move on now to Islam. And in Islam, there are four levels of the soul, or the soul is also referred to as the ego. But what we're interested in here is the final phase. This is nafs al-mutma'inna. Nafs means soul or ego. So nafs al-mutma'inna means the soul at peace. The Quran mentions 
the nafs at peace in 8927 for those who are keeping score at home uh, but this is the ideal stage for the ego in uh, for muslims so this is when one's faith is very firm you're not doing bad things anymore uh, your soul is tranquil and at peace and um and this is uh, particularly found in those who practice sufism they have relieved themselves of all materialism and worldly problems. And so Allah refers to this nafs as, O self, in complete rest and satisfaction. So let me just back it up to St. Augustine for a second. O eternal truth and true love and beloved eternity, O self, in complete rest and satisfaction. You can see this, this beauty of relaxing into the divine. So that's the Quran, the self at peace within the divine. So now we'll move to Judaism and the Hasidic master Dovber Mezerich. He says one should think of oneself as Ain, and that absolute all and absolute nothingness are the same, and that the person who learns to think about himself as Ain will ascend to a spiritual world where everything is the same and everything is equal. Life and death, ocean and dry land. So that's also non-duality, by the way, the self within the divine, not separate from it. So... All this is very interesting. So who are you? Let's return to the person we heard from at the very beginning, Sri Ramana Maharshi, and Sri Ramana Maharshi's teachings of self-inquiry. If you ask yourself, who is having this thought? You're having a thought and you say, who is having these thoughts? And you go deep into the center of that I thought, you'll find there's peace of mind. This is what we're talking about. This is part of the Jewish tradition that we just heard a second ago, that, that there is no separation. Everything is the same. Everything is equal. So when you go into the center of the I thought, you find there's peace of mind and a sense of holiness. And it goes something like this. So I thought, I am. I am thinking of something, this I thought. The I thought leads to self-awareness. Oh, I am the person having this thought. I am now self-aware. Self-awareness leads to effortless awareness of being. I have a sense that I am here. I am aware of myself. And then this dissolves into just an awareness of being, period. Just being. Being in awareness removes those I thoughts, the individual I thought, I am doing this one thing. And with those I thoughts gone, the mind slowly comes to rest and self-realization and liberation occurs. So let me read you something that, that he wrote about this and see if you can find the connection to everything else that we've heard and see how they all do come together. What exists in truth is the self alone. The world, the individual soul, and God are appearances in it like silver in mother of pearl. These three appear at the same time and disappear at the same time. The self is that where there is absolutely no I thought. That is called silence. The self itself is the world. The self itself is the I. The self itself is God. All is Shiva, the self. So that's Sri Ramana Maharshi very similar to the other traditions. Um, by the way, I encourage you to download his free book, Who Am I?, from www.sriramanamaharshi.org. It's right on the first page. You can't miss it, um, and it's a wonderful read if any of you are interested. 
So finally, let's talk about not a religion. Let's talk about an ancient spiritual practice of shamanism, which is my area of spiritual work. So part of shamanic work includes recovering lost parts of ourself. So our true self, our highest self, is our self-perfected, the way that we were intended to be from creation. Things happen, you know, traumas and sad events occur uh, that cause us to chip away at that perfect true self, or we lose parts of our soul in the shamanic tradition. So we can connect to our true self through journeying, and receiving help and guidance from our known compassionate helping spirits. But because all is interconnected, as we said, scientifically and spiritually, we've just made that connection. Because all is, in, all is interconnected, the energy of all of life around us is seen um, as our relatives, as our, I like to say, siblings. Um, everything around us is our family. So we can journey to communicate with our true selves the ones not formed by societal expectations or the roles and labels we talked about earlier in the previous episode. But this helps us to heal and grow into our highest selves, to be fully human with all our faults, but at peace and connected to the world family. So that's the spiritual perspective from the shamanic tradition. Okay, what does all this mean? What does all this mean? Um, okay, so we have a connection to source. We are connected to source. We are connected to all things around us. But more importantly, as we talk about you, yourself, you are a spark of the universe. You carry the great mystery of creation itself within you. You came from there. So you carry it within you. So all these obstacles in your life, in many ways, are imaginary. What's always at the root of our struggle is a lack of self-love or a lack of trust in self-love. So what we need to do is learn to rediscover that love, reawaken our love, and we have to start with ourselves. If you love a higher power or if you love anything at all, you have to love yourself. You're part of that too. So get out of your own way and let source move you, work with you. I mean, you can handle anything with that power. You can heal yourself. You can radiate the you-ness that no one else in this entire universe has. No one. I mean, not in this dimension anyway. So this is your purpose in life to do this, is to come here, drop your bags, and relax into peace. I would love to hear your thoughts about all this or anything else about the self. Please email me at rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, at selftalkpodcast.com. I really would love to hear your feedback and incorporate it into the bigger discussion. So we'll continue this discussion in the next episode. We'll be talking about automatic negative thoughts, those voices in your head that keep you from becoming your highest self. Until then, many blessings on your path. I'm Rachel Astarte, and this is Self Talk. Aho.